0: Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy and uh, welcome back Sylvester Salcedo Good morning,
1: morning, Babs, and to all the fans over at Babs Love and Love Talk. So um, thank you very much again for inviting us back on this wonderful month of Filipino American history month. Happy
0: Filipino Heritage Month.
1: Thank you very much. How are you?
0: I haven't seen you in a while. since I'm great. uh...
1: Thank you. And, you know, I was just thinking as I was trying to fix everything up over here, I said to myself, you know, Every time I run into Babs, it's either at a arts international ideas and uh, wonderful happenings event, or at an art gallery. The way we met uh, over the weekend at the uh, Next Haven um, Studios and 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 gallery, and there was a wonderful program uh, put on some uh, put on by some wonderful artists in the well, I, I guess New Haven, but Greater New Haven and the world really because. Uh, from what I understand, many of the um, uh, I guess what is it resident artists come from all over the world, from um, here in New Haven to, I think Ohio, California, South Africa, Nigeria. So it was it was a very exciting evening to see you. But anyway, before we start Babs today, uh, as we said to our our listeners, and thank you very much for for having me back. Uh, it is the month of October, which is uh, Filipino American Month, but it is also um, it is also to our Italian American friends. It's October is also Italian American Heritage Month, which mm. is seems a really appropriate mix, right? I mean, that's what we all want to be able to. In fact, that's what I want to uh, talk about today, which is I don't know the sign doesn't really look great here. But it says how do you say dei in italian and of course i'm using a wonderful model here to be able to bring that idea to you and the answer in italian is right here okay consapevolezza consapevolezza It oh, that's with right that's right you
0: you like italy like you yeah you, you go to italy and i i went
1: i went two years ago well i mean I, over the years over a lifetime I've been going back, um, well, the first time was with my aunt when I was about 15. She brought me uh, on a trip to, you know, the usual Italian trip, Rome, Florence, Venice, and then you go home after you see all the great um, uh, sites of, of history and architecture and art uh, in in Italy, um, maybe ancient Rome or uh, the Renaissance and so on. But, uh, and of course, the Navy also brought me back to to Italy from time to time. But recently, just two two years ago, I did go back specifically to go to Palermo, which is in the island of Sicily, Mm -hmm. where many of our uh, fellow Americans of Italian heritage actually come from. They come from uh, mostly southern Italy, right? Because historically, that has been the most impoverished uh, area of um, modern Sicily. In other words, people think Italy has been around for thousands of years, but that's not true in actuality italy as a country the modern italy is uh, only um, became reunited in 1861 so kind of the first year of our civil war that was that was the uh unification uh, what they call risorgimento in 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 italy but uh i wanted to tie in both um our sort of shared love for the arts uh our our italian american uh Fellow uh, compadres here, as you mentioned, but also because one of the things I wanted to do with DEI—that's sort of been my my theme in the last uh, year and a half or so—because mm-hmm. DEI has been a very controversial issue here in uh, you know in in our state across the nation. Uh, it's it's sort of a very uh, divisive. I mean, to 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 not mince words at all, it's been a very de- divisive issue. And I think mostly because of a lack of um, thoroughness thoroughness in in explaining exactly what DEI is. And I know there are a lot of forces that try to compound DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion with CRT. And CRT, which is of course the critical race theory, it, it actually is, again, from my understanding, and I, I feel like one of those one of those um, pundits on on cable TV. You know, I'm not a lawyer in this case. I'll have to say I'm not a, I'm not I'm not a professor. I'm not a historian. But just as an everyday citizen, you know, the, the the explanation I've gathered from my my reading is that CRT critical race theory is just a university theory. It's just it's an it's a it's an academic theory that just says academics uh, are trying to explain. Why we as a country are at this juncture in history, right? That what they're saying is what's happened in our histories. You have to look at it from the point of view of um, looking at race in a critical manner. In other words, a good example of this, a very simple uh, way to look at this is you read in the story, you read in the paper, a story about a young African American mother, let's say, who takes her child out of her school district and 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 and. Um, Places her child in that school district, which by law, she's not allowed to do. So she's discovered and then she's taken through the uh, criminal justice system. And she's arrested and sent to jail for five years or 10 years, which is obviously ridiculous. Yet comparatively, the same justice system that we have will get a, let's say a similar profile, a young white mother who will do something equally egregious, right? Like take her daughter who let's say here in our area is from say Woodbridge or my hometown of, of Orange, but send her child to the New Haven public schools because New Haven has this wonderful magnet, uh, let's say uh the the um I'm trying to think of the school that has the arts and, and theater, right? Which maybe the suburban schools don't quite have because uh of the concentration of the um instructors at this particular magnet school in New Haven so if that white mother is caught and it taken through the justice same justice system um her her punishment is a lot lighter let's say you know both mothers are equally guilty of the same um illegal act but the way that justice is meted out is not is not even so that's what my understanding of critical race theory is as a way of looking at our history and then of course it gets compounded because now you have a lot of um whether they're local community activists or they are a national uh, you know political force that's well-funded or uh heavily funded by you know our millionaires and billionaires in this country then it really gets compounded. So much so that, for example, last night I was at the school board meeting for our district here at Amity. So that's Woodbridge, Bethany, and Orange. Mm -hmm. And for the last year, I personally, as a resident and and parent of a a student in the the Amity uh, Regional Middle School and High School, i made it a point to go and participate every uh, month at the board meetings to just give my little t- three minutes of why I support DEI, right? And one thing I've noticed is they the opposition, they always have a group of uh parents or former parents, community uh members who will always get up there and say why DEI is wrong. It's actually uh um, uh, you know, sort of the opposite it of, of what it means to be that that DEI is actually racist towards. Uh, the 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 majority population or the white population, which again really I I don't think it's true. Now you may have individual circumstances or individual events that were in fact that might be true, but as I said to these individuals, why don't we meet as a community and talk about this, right? But it never really happened. They've never really accepted my my invitation to have a sit down, like a one on one. Mm-hmm. The way we're supposed to be. In fact, last night, one of the one of the speakers who who really caught my attention is, um and he's a fellow resident here in Orange. He said that he ran into a Russian visitor sometime in the last month or so. and this this Russian uh, person told him that what he admires about the United States most from the Russian perspective is our um ability and our sort of uh, openness to have, a public discourse about anything and everything you know whether it's who has the best pizza or where's the best uh, you know where the best behaved bears living or whatever it is he said they don't necessarily have that in russia but here we have that except when it comes to something today like dei and so for example that's why i i put these uh pieces of art uh to share today in particular because this guy Of course, it's Michelangelo's um, David statue, right? It's been around, I think uh, Michelangelo chiseled it, uh, sculpted it 500 years ago, 1521 to 1524, something like that. So it's 500 years old. Now, this sample here was just painted this year, 2023, by an African-American painter out of Bridgeport by the name of William Will Corporal, Corporal. C O R P R E W mm-hmm. and Will is you know again a multi-talented african young african american artist out of bridgeport he usually does gigantic murals if you drive around bridgeport you might see some of the examples of his work and actually over the summer uh, he he got a um, uh, i think a grant to to do a, a huge mural down south in in uh, one of the carolinas i believe so here what what will did is he basically took instead of a, you know, again, Caucasian, Greek, Italian, Irish, British, anything American, uh, he used an Asian model, right? And in Asian art, I mean, I I just went to the Yale Art Gallery uh, last week, and I looked around to see where can I find a piece of art, a painting, a sculpture that uh, projects the, uh, physical attributes of an Asian man. Now, Asian women, uh, for example, like in the Philippines, we have tons of, of of Filipino (laughs) master painters who do female nude sculptures and paintings and so on, but they never do male. Now, why that is, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still do I'm still doing ongoing research and 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 trying to dig up what is the sort of mental thinking about why it is i mean was it the, is it the catholic church is it uh some sort of uh you know they're just generally shy i don't know but to me the point is again how do you say dei in italian and the word is consapevolezza and simply consapevolezza means awareness so the point here is now you have awareness that Asians of any uh country or ethnicity maybe be chinese to to southeast Asians to um um you know people from thailand or vietnam or the philippines that in spite of their history where maybe they never focus on the human figure well we as asian americans we got attitude now so <laughs> We're saying we want our turn on the pedestal that this guy has been standing on for 500 years, right? It's only it's only it's only fair. And like anything else, art is supposed to challenge uh, convention. It's supposed to challenge your thinking, right? It's supposed to push uh, push the boundaries, shall we say, right? That's always what art does. It it opens new way of thinking and new ways of awareness. So to kind of go around in a big circle, and I'm trying to avoid saying, let's circle back, you know, because everybody always says, well, we're going to circle back to that. So going back full circle, I think the point that we'd like to share uh, on this Filipino American History Month, which again, we share with our our brethren and sisters from the Italian American community, but more so than that, I do want to, hitch a little bit on uh, Harry. I don't know where Harry went, but before he started talking about uh, showing up as a bear eating your lasagna, um, the first two weeks of October is of course, Hispanic Latino History Month also. Mm -hmm. And for years I have pushed because Filipinos, we are really um, conflicted. You know, we have one foot in the Asian American community And we have another foot in the Latino uh, American culture, shall we say, or the Spanish speaking um, world, because, pardon me, for this reason, for years, when you ask people in the United States, like, you know, what is a Latino? Because Latinos, they'll say, well, it obviously did not happen or rather, let me do it in a positive way, the beginning of latino or the, the Hispanic identity really only started when the Spanish explorers, conquistadors, uh, travelers, explorers traveled across the Atlantic Ocean, right? Uh, Pizarro, Hernán Cortés going to Peru uh, and going to Mexico. And then, of course, this guy, yeah, although he's Portuguese, Ferdinand Magellan, who, funded by the king of Spain, uh, ended up in the philippines discovering it and so on and then uh, as it is bless you
0: uh-huh.
1: as it is the philippines the name itself uh, the name itself comes from uh, king philip ii of spain right that's that's how the the country philippines uh, uh, was was um, was created so filipinos really Unless you're Cuban or Puerto Rican, as I always like to say, Filipinos spent 60 to 70 more years of um, uh, under the Spanish, direct Spanish control and colonial rule from from the 1820s and 1830s to, nine, to 1898 when the Americans defeated Spain in the Spanish-American War. So uh, as a matter of fact, it came up last night on the um at the board meeting at the Amity uh, Board of Ed education meeting, some somebody asked, why is hispanic um, Latino History Month September fifteen to October fifteen, kind of half of one month and half of another. And the answer is from what another uh, friend told me, it, the reason that the whoever, you know, created Latino Hispanic Heritage Month, what they did there is they compromised and they they took the last two weeks of september because mexico and a lot of the central american countries had gained their independence in the in the in the last two weeks of september right and then it went up to october because other countries also then subsequently got their independence during that period so that's sort mm-hmm. of the compromise there and uh, and it's fine i mean in fact to me from a practical point of view uh, as a come, looking at it from a Filipino American community, I kind of like it because you know it gives us a chance to to get reunited with our um other former Spanish colony brothers and sisters. But at the same time, uh one of the things that that uh I think is important about these um these uh, what's called you know affinity or 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 ethnic group history months um and I, I'm going to just uh, try to insert here another conversation I had recently. You know, monthly as a veteran, I belong to the um, American Legion here in Orange, and we have you know Wednesday night dinners. And I was talking to one of the the, the older, um, well, older. I mean, I'm I'm 66, almost 67. So this guy is like maybe in the 70s. But I was I was telling, I said, Joe, you know, I said why? Uh, I was talking about DEI, and he said, you know. Dei, these things are not important anymore because we're all Americans, right? We should celebrate uh, American Americanness. And I said, I agree with you, but because of the way uh, our country uh, developed that we are really a country of immigrants, unless you're you know a Native American or you were forced to come here, mm-hmm. like many of the you know African American um, fellow African American citizens whose ancestors were brought here forcibly, I think the whole reason for these um, efforts to have Black History Month, Filipino American History Month, Latino uh, History Month, Italian American Heritage Month, I said, is, is just uh, sort of a, a small way to share with the rest of, of, the, of the other group of immigrants and native peoples to share for a moment, just highlight for a moment bring again, consapevolezza, right? Bring awareness. And most of all, personally, I think it actually benefits the members of that particular ethnic group. So for me, for example, you know, being Filipino, uh, the last time, well, the first and last time I was with you, I I was explaining to you how, because of Filipino American History Month, that's really the only way I find out more about my own history And the history of Filipinos in this country, right? Mm -hmm. So, otherwise, you're too busy doing other. I mean, you know, you're celebrating St. Patrick's Day, you're celebrating, uh, you know, Christmas, you're celebrating Columbus Day or Indigenous uh, People's Day. So, you don't really get to focus on your own family's background. And so, I I said to him, I said, I think it's just a good way to have a pause in your year long um, experience, right? Because everybody always, you know, at Christmas, everybody always has a New Year's resolution. I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to start this <laughs> oh, program. But yet nobody ever sits down and says, well, you know, I'm going to read five books about the Philippines this year. So this is one quick way for me to kind of invite you, Babs, and bring you in. Because as my community service this past two weeks, I drove around area libraries the university. So I started with Fairfield U in Fairfield, Sacred Heart University next door.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I went to uh, here, uh, the Southern, and I went to uh, Albertus Magnus. I ran out of time because I have to pick up the kids from school. So I didn't go to Yale, but I'm kind of just making a big assumption. Yale is Yale and Yale has every book in the world, right? But yesterday, I had a chance to drive up to Yukon in stores because I went to meet with a a professor uh by the name of um uh, Jason Oliver Chang he he's chinese american but he he ha- he's a professor of history but he also heads up the asian and asian american institute up at yukon so you know we i had a chance to just chat you know introduce myself to him and have a chat because he was actually introduced to me by um, somebody else from hartford uh, who told me about the work that uh, professor chang does so while i was at uconn i did the same thing i did at these other colleges is i went directly to the library and if you know the dewey system that's the way librarians yeah. their books the right Dewey so the,
0: decimal system
1: right exactly so if you look under ds ds anything that is the section that uh, our books about you know the the Southeast Asian countries. So, you know, Thailand, uh, Burma, Vietnam, the Philippines, and so on. So I'll give you the quick count as my community service. So Fairfield has, um, well, I'll start from the lowest to the highest. Unfortunately, Albertus Magnus has zero books. The next one in line, I believe had 14, and that was Sacred Heart. Mm -hmm. And the next one is... um, Fairfield and I think they had 49 books and then um who am I missing oh Southern Southern had some good ones they had some some classics I mean some some first edition from 125 years ago 1899 1901, 1900 uh they had about um about 60 books and of course the ones who who win the first prize is Yukon they had they had 289. And it's funny because before I walked into the library, I saw this young man in his bicycle. And I said to myself, this guy's Filipino. So of course he was thinking the same thing when he looked at me, but that's because I, I was wearing my my veteran's uh, jacket that had the, the Filipino flag. So he said, he said, oh, I knew you were Filipino because of the flag in your coat. So I said, "Well, I said I knew you were Filipino because of your good looks," and so we just had that big laugh. So anyway, I asked him. I said, "I said, have you looked in the library here?" Because he was coming out of the library, and of course he, he's a he's a young kid from Stratford, and and his mom and dad are are in you know, I think nursing uh, field, of course, the the healthcare system. But uh, friendly friendly young man. So I said to him, I said, um, "I said, Mark, how many books do you think your library here has, at at UCon- UConn has about the Philippines?" So he said, nah, probably between 75 and 100. So I said to him, well, you know, this is Connecticut's premier, uh, you know, institution of higher education and great basketball teams. I said, I'm (laughs) going to guess it has around 100 to maybe 150, you know, just because, you know, it's kind of well funded. So the the answer is um, 289. So, wow. it was yeah, but, you know, I, I have to say they, they had what happens is, of course, you know, UConn, they, they were able to afford these huge, I mean, encyclopedia of Philippine history, which is like a 12 volume of books, which I'm sure poor Albertus Magnus doesn't have quite that that kind of funding. And um, I don't know about the, the other universities, but again, it, it it's not necessarily a f- reflection. And I don't mean to try to show that the, these universities should go buy more books or whatever, because it really depends on their students' level of interest in these fields, right? And number two, uh, even if you had 50 Filipino students at Albertus Magnus or at at Fairfield uh, or Sacred Heart, which they don't, those students may not necessarily be interested in finding or reading books about the Philippines or Filipino history, right? So I was thinking the way to really make it fun for them is to reflect what they see around them. More mm-hmm. specifically, what they listen to. So I'm going to share with you, like I did last time, perhaps, right? Three names. Three names. Okay. H-E-R. I, oh, I should have started the other way. I should have said Gabriela Sarmiento Wilson, a.k.a. H-E-R. You know who she is? No. Okay. Okay. She is she, she won Grammys and stuff, and again, you know, I don't really know this, I just sort of hear it off, off the side of my ears. But uh, she's about 26 years old, and her dad is Mr. Uh, Wilson, who is African American, but her mom is uh, I think what is it, Agnes, uh, and, and she's a, a, a Filipina, mm. right? So uh, so when, you, when I think back to that young man, Mark, the, the young Filipino-American I met just outside the, uh, the uh, library at UConn yesterday. So, you know, he was rushing off to class, of course, but if I had a chance to sit with him and, and several of his other friends or, you know, Filipino-American friends or even just regular friends, you know, I'd ask him, you know, do you listen to H-E-R? Um, and again, I don't yes, know. Yes, if...
0: her. Yes, I know. Who her. She yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Her. i just sorry. did a, a Disney, uh live Disney stint a few months ago. Yeah, as, yeah. As Belle. Belle. Yes, yeah, yes. the Beauty, yes. From the beauty and the go. Beast. Yeah. See,
1: again, Babs, what does what does this mean? Right here, right here. Consapevolezza, awareness, mm-hmm. right? Next name, um, Olivia Rodrigo. When I did my tour of the libraries, she's on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. Right. Yes. So it caught my eye. I said, I've heard of this young lady's name. I don't really know her music because I'm an old guy. But <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo is, again, uh, I think her father is Filipino. And her mom is, you know, American of Irish, German mix. Kind of like my wife also, you know, Irish, British, Italian. And the last name I'll throw out is Bruno Mars. And I, I, I think, love him. And he's yeah.
0: probably one of the more famous Filipino.
1: Yes. But see... I want to tell you a quick story about Bruno Mars from I don't know maybe I think this was pre-covid kind of when he was sort of at the height of his uh, of his of his uh, fame. I remember seeing a um I don't know if it was a YouTube clip or or actually from a newscast and it was a young African-American young woman, teenager, you know, maybe 15-16. And she was so mad in 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 this in this little film clip, saying, you know, how dare Bruno Mars? Because uh, the topic was about um, uh, cultural um, misappropriation, right, or cultural appropriation of somebody else's culture. So this young woman, she said, "I'm African American, and I resent the fact that this, you know, uh, this uh, uh, Latino guy, uh, Bruno Mars, is is taking <laughs> over." you know, our 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 music sound or our culture. And so I said to myself, I wish, you know, we had a chance again, to sit with this young lady and tell her about Consapevolezza, right? Awareness, because if she had a chance to just, uh, you know, take a deep breath and say, well, who is Bruno Mars really? Well, Bruno Mars, his mom, uh, again, the poor woman she's passed away, uh, God rest her soul, but um, she was Filipina. And the father, uh, um, I, I think uh, Bruno Mars's real name is Peter. Uh, I can't even read my writing. Peter Harry, G.
0: Harry put in the chat that Bruno Mars is half Puerto Rican and half uh, Filipino.
1: Yeah. yeah. So Peter Jean Hernandez is his real name, mm-hmm. and then of course his art- artistic name is Bruno Mars, and uh, and so it makes it difficult, right? So, but if you if you saw him singing, and they said this singer is named his name is peter jean hernandez because it's hernandez you would think again hispanic which you, of course you would be half right because his father's puerto rican puerto rican jewish i think from brooklyn is is the way uh wikipedia describes his his father's uh ethnicity mm-hmm. um, but you know you would you would lose the part about the filipina the 50% filipino in him right it would get lost in in the mix so it's the same thing for example i used to think in the years back when people used to th- think of uh, talk about the greatest golfer, right? Tiger Woods, you know, everybody said, "Oh, Tiger Woods, he's the best African American golfer out there." And I always used to think, "Well, what happened to the other fifty percent of Tiger Woods? Because his mother's from Thailand, <laughs> she's she's Thai, you know." Uh, it, so the, the whole Asian part of of these um, of these personalities, uh, you know, achievers, where they be musicians, artists, and so on. um, It gets lost in the mix without consapevolezza, awareness, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I think, and I'm glad, really, that we in this country, going back to that poor Russian guy, uh, you know, my fellow orange resident ran into, where he's saying that, you know, in Russia, you know, we look to the US and we, we really admire this quality about Americans. In our ability to be able to um, really talk and discuss and debate anything and everything, which he says, I I don't mean to say that he said this because Russia is so um, you know oppressive from the government, but it's just kind of their culture, right? They they just don't talk that way. They just you know you have your own Russian thing and I have my own Russian thing. Uh, I believe I believe that that that's the sense he was trying to uh, communicate. So anyway. Again, I wanna be able to, to to get out of the way here and show our DEI in Italian. This is the word of the day for Harry. You should write this down. It rhymes with pizza. Con sape volezza. Uh, it means awareness. So with Filipino American History Month, Italian American Heritage Month, um, you know as we go through the well the rest of the year it's kind of winding down here i mean soon it will be uh halloween and then uh, thanksgiving and but as i said i think it it's just worth a moment's pause in our lives to think awareness really because really that's what that's what dei really only is and it really shouldn't be controversial at all and um I'm not. I'm. I'm looking at how much time we have, but uh, if we have we five, have like, minutes, we have so... like
0: no, we have like two minutes. Oh, two we're... minutes.
1: Okay. Well, I'll close with this because next next month is going to be Veterans Day month, right? November eleventh. Yes. hour. And you're a veteran. You're a. Veteran. I am a veteran. Yes. Yes. Twenty years in the navy. Twenty years in the navy. So. Oh, well,
0: then you have to come back on during that month and talk about that experience.
1: Okay, I'd love to, of course, <laughs> for you, Babs. We we will bring back. Awareness uh, of, of military service and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and a salute to all our, our fellow veterans who, who you know, obviously serve, especially now. You know, I think we've we gone through generations where our, our, um, our military force is really all voluntary. Years ago, it was only the Marines that you had. Uh, only the Marines had all volunteers, right? Everybody else, Navy, Army, Air Force. Sometimes you got drafted like during... Uh, well, we haven't really had the draft since the end of the Vietnam War. But anyway, with that thought, again, how do you say D-E-I in Italian? Consapevolezza. <laughs> Thank you to Will Carpenter, who, who had drew, painted this beautiful Filipino model of ours here. By the way, his name is Kidlat <coughs> Damai, <It> means lightning <laughs> spider. Oh. Huh. So well, there you go.
0: It was a pleasure having you on. I feel like I got a, a master class in... In uh, history and culture of uh, thank you, Babs Latino heritage, uh, Filipino month. So well, I mean, again, we Italian. want to make fun.
1: Yeah, we want to make it. We want to make it so that we we make it fun, especially for the younger for the younger generation, right? The ones who who are listening to to her, her, uh, mm-hmm. or Olivia or Bruno Mars. You know, just for them as they enjoy the music, and just sort of as I said, take that pause, take that deep breath and say, hey, what else is it about them that you can appreciate the diversity of their families and their roots and, you know, how they contribute to the whole of America or United States of America, rather.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Babs, and Harry. I have to talk to you soon.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> bears right. in
1: orange. No bears in orange. Okay. So,
0: so Sylvester will definitely come back for for uh, Veterans Day. And oh, uh, I'd love to. We'll love have to. a good conversation. And uh, so, y'all be safe out here. Enjoy this day, and uh, and I'll be back yeah. tomorrow. Thank you, Sylvester. It's good seeing
1: you. Bye bye.
0: Thank you, Harry. Oh!